listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 17th of May 2022. Later, food prices hitting a record. But first, let's start with official interest rates. And the Reserve Bank confirmed today that it saw an argument for a 40 basis point increase in the official cash rate earlier this month when it lifted by 25 basis points instead. Remember, this is the first time the RBA lifted official interest rates for more than 11 and a half years. And that statement implies more rate rises to come. It was made at the board meeting minutes, which was released today. And for more, I spoke earlier with ANZ economist Adelaide Timbrell. Adelaide, let's talk about the RBA minutes released today. Why did it ultimately decide to lift interest rates by 25 basis points? So the Reserve Bank has repeatedly highlighted that it's getting back to normal or what they call normal operating procedures. So that's why they chose, you know, the classic rate increase of 25 basis points, which historically has been the most common uh, amount that they raise rates. 15 basis points they thought would have been a little bit too small because of just how high inflation was and how much risk there is that they'd be moving rates up through the year. And they thought that 40 basis points might be a little bit too large, particularly for the first one. So we have said since the May rate rise that 40 basis points is a live possibility for June, um, particularly if that wage price data that comes out tomorrow is really strong, a little stronger than we expect. Okay, let's go into that in more detail because I thought it was interesting that the RBA detailed those three possibilities, right? So the fact that they mentioned that there was an argument for a 40 basis point lift, what do you make of it? Does it signal to what extent rates will rise and could, as a result, the RBA now lift interest rates more aggressively than what most people think? I think that the fact that the Reserve Bank was debating whether to raise rates more the first time around is a really strong signal that they do plan to raise rates a number of times through the year. So we at ANZ are expecting the cash rate to rise to 2.35% by May 2023. And that includes the assumption that over the next few months, we will see a rate increase every single month. What the Reserve Bank has in its favour that not all central banks have is that it does meet 11 times a year. So they don't have to push rates up really strong first go um, because they've got lots and lots of chances through the year to refine that cash rate. And that's one of the reasons I think that the Reserve Bank only went up that 25 basis points. But the argument that they may go up 40 basis points next time or that they were considering it this time shows that they're serious and does raise the risk that we will see a bigger rate increase in one of the months this year. Okay, so you've detailed the potential for rate rises to go as high as you said can Australians afford these increases? When we look at who is the most impacted by rate increases, it is, of course, those people with mortgages. The bigger the mortgage you have, um, the more likely you are to also have a really large amount of savings. Over the last two years, what we've seen is that interest rates have fallen. People have saved a lot of money through lockdowns, through paying less on their interest, and also through all of the stimulus that uh, has been provided by the government, which has in allowed people to either keep their income going or in some 
cases increase their income. So for the average borrower, there's actually 20 months worth of repayment sitting in an offset or a redraw account. And even for the bottom 25% of borrowers, when we order them all up in how their offset accounts are going, the amount that they have in that offset account is about triple as what it was before COVID. We also know that the percentage of people who have a very high debt to income ratio of, you know, borrowing six times their income or more and also don't really have a savings buffer, that's a smaller percentage of borrowers than it was before COVID. And the average person actually has less of their property value in their mortgage than before COVID as well. So what we've got at the moment is people uh, have a lot of savings on average. They are less likely to be right on the edge of arrears. They're also very unlikely to lose their job and not be able to find another one because the unemployment rate is very low. A lot of people have pay rises on the horizon as well because of how low the unemployment rate is. And all of this together protects borrowers really, really well. There is a question on, well, what if you just got into the market and you don't have that buffer? Those people did have to apply for a loan proving that they could show that they could afford that loan with three percentage points worth of increases. Now, we only think there's going to be less than two and a half percentage points worth of increases from the very bottom of the cash rate to May next year. And after that, there could be some more, but those people will have higher pay by then. Still rate rises. No doubt will have an impact on house prices or home values. Uh, What are you forecasting? So ANZ is now forecasting that housing prices in Australia will reduce by 3% through 2022 and another 8% through 2023. This isn't because we think a bunch of people will sell their houses because they can't pay their mortgages. It's really got a lot more to do with new borrowers coming into the market and having to prove that they can borrow a certain amount at a much higher interest rate. Every time the interest rate increases, the amount you have to prove in order to get a new loan increases as well. So that's really going to slow down the amount that people can bid up at auctions and it will really reduce prices. In Sydney and Melbourne, we've already started to see prices fall a little bit. And so they will fare worse over the next two years, whereas smaller cities like Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth will still be rising through 2022 and see their falls come next year. They've got that competitive advantage where they're a bit more affordable. The average person's not as stretched in those cities. And also there are some people from Sydney and Melbourne moving out to other capital cities in order to take advantage of that remote work opportunity. Adelaide Timbrell there from ANZ. Now to the Australian share market, which rose today, the S&P ASX 200 up by 0.3%, 7,112. For more, I spoke earlier with Jessica Amir. She's an analyst at Saxo Markets. Jessica, what's investor sentiment like right now? Well, investors are pretty bearish, uh, Ricardo. There's a lot of risk in markets at the moment. So consumer confidence, that's falling. Lending has fallen off its 2020 high and food prices are cripplingly high. So we're seeing wheat prices, uh, they're up 6% today, hitting a brand new record high. We're seeing corn, soybean prices, they're also at, uh, at new highs as well. Beef prices are at records. And all of this is at a time when we're seeing no reprieve, the oil price Price is back above $110, and we think the oil price will get back above $150. So we're not really seeing any end to the inflationary debate. So investor sentiment, that's waning. Um, And at the weekend, um, we've got the federal election. So Aussies 
mums um, and dads, investors alike, they're seeing no solution um, to uh, ridding ourselves of our biggest pollutant, coal, um, and also no solution for how to ease the pain of long-term higher oil prices. Um, so that's a concern as well. Jessica, and how did the markets react to the RBA's minutes which were released today? Well, firstly, two things, Ricardo. So uh, markets definitely are adjusting for more hikes, as the minutes alluded to. So this supports a higher Aussie dollar. So the Aussie dollar rose uh, for the third day. So it's back above 70 US cents for the first time in a week, which is good. Secondly, for markets, Ricardo, uh, the Aussie share market is up for the third day, fueled only by stocks that are continuing to thrive, regardless of rates moving higher. So if you have a look at the best performers today, Ricardo, they're in coal, oil, grain and lithium stocks. Um, and these areas are likely to continue to see more demand. On the flip side, Ricardo, uh, we're seeing real estate, tech and consumer spending stocks. They're some of the worst performers today. And this will likely continue as rates rise. So these are the sectors that get hurt when um, the RBA puts the pedal on the gas in terms of rising rates. Um, also, big picture, stepping back, Ricardo, we have to remember Australian technology stocks, they're down 40% from their high. Consumer spending stocks, that sector is down 20%. And we don't think we're going to see a V-shaped recovery in these stocks. Uh, it'll probably be a slow L-shaped recovery. And this likely occurs when markets and sectors fall over 20%. On the flip side, Ricardo, you'll probably see investors getting more outperformance and more bang for their buck when they nestle into stocks that thrive in higher rates. And so they're those oil companies and mining companies with strong balance sheets, rising earnings. That's, that's the key. And just finally, we had data out of China yesterday about its economy. How's it likely to come out of the pandemic? Well, the good news is uh, today Shanghai reported no new uh, COVID infections for the third day now. And this is a sign that China could potentially uh, ease its lockdowns um, and should hopefully start to see a recovery in economic growth once they pave out a plan to curb restrictions. Uh, we know, for example, um, um, if you have a look at the key sectors that have been hit the hardest, uh, we know um, industrial activity in yesterday's economic data, that took a severe backpedal, so too did retail spending. So you'd likely see a recovery like we saw in 2020 in those sectors. And you can reflect on stocks that are on the ASX that uh, benefit from that or benefited from that. Um, also, not one single car, Ricardo, was sold in Shanghai last month. So this reflects how strict the lockdowns are. But as China, again, begins to reopen, you'll likely see stocks that are um, that are tied to this begin to rally. Uh, they'll particularly be in iron ore and coal and, um, and lithium as China ramps up its economic growth. Jessica Ramir there from Saxo Markets. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.